Hello and welcome to the ETOF21 Sports Podcast. My name is Eric. I'm the man behind ETOF21 Sports. You can find my work on Twitter at ETOF21, on Instagram at ETOF21 Sports underscore, and on TikTok at ETOF21 Sports. How is everyone doing this lovely November 9th? Did we enjoy the wonderful, action-packed week of sports? I know I did. Ended the week a little profit had some stuff go against me on Sunday. Sunday was a rough day for me and my guys. Guys, I apologize. But as always, I'm always posting my results. Unlike I noticed some people, they post a quote-unquote free play, and then as soon as the team loses, that free play is magically erased from their page. I am not one of those guys. I try to be the most transparent person out there. All my plays are posted. Win or loss, I post them. I have spreadsheets on my website. So you guys know what I'm bringing to the table. I'm not one of those hodgepodge guys that lies about shit. Part of the service is you do get a a DFS cash breakdown, as I advise everybody. I'm not chasing the lotto ticket. I've come close to winning the lotto ticket a couple times, but I found out long term, I just want to make money. That's what I'm all about. I just want to make money. So I do the cat. I do the 50-50 contest, single entry. I just do that. Entered eight contests, cashed in seven out of eight. Huge ROI in that. Breakdown sent. One of the guys wanted my lineups, sent him to the lineups. He cashed. So I'm glad. I'm glad, you know, at least we were able to hit that in the head. So let's jump right in the, into the game. Today is always a reaction Monday. First game I want to talk about is the Lions versus the Vikings. And oh my God, what a disappointing performance by Detroit. It seems only two weeks ago, I thought this team was going to have playoff aspirations. Now, I think Patricia needs to go. He definitely needs to go. You're coming off back to back. Double-digit losses, especially against this Vikings team, which is the bottom team and an awful defense, missing three out of their four defensemen, three out of their four, excuse me, DBs. And you only put up 20 points. Stafford looked bad. Yes, I know he missed the whole week, but come on. An experienced quarterback should not make those mistakes. Prater missed a field goal that, you know, obviously at the beginning, I'm not saying it would have changed it, but it would have changed the momentum. They did cut the lead down to three, but then the defense, and Patricia's supposed to be this quote-unquote defensive genius, allows Kurt freaking Cousins to orchestrate a drive to close the half to get that 10-point lead. This game, from the Lions' perspective, was a complete train wreck. In terms of the Vikings, that defense, because it's so young and they don't have any pieces, is going to be their weakness this whole season. But, you know, you got Delvin Cook, you got Justin Jefferson, you got Thielen playing the slot. You have some some weapons, so offensively you can put up points. And that is going to go against what Mike Zimmer likes to do, and that's just the ground and pound. But with how Delvin Cook looked the last two games, Jesus Christ, I wish I would have picked him if I had the second pick in my draft. Luckily, I didn't. Next game, Broncos. 27, Falcons, 34. And the funny thing to me is this, is Colin Cowherd will say one thing and then will do another thing. And it's preseason, Broncos this, Locke this, and then Locke led a comeback victory. He did a little dance, and now Cowherd's talking shit. He was like, oh, anyone know the Broncos score? I mean, how is it on Drew Locke that the defense can't get a stop? Is that on him? No, it's not. So what I do is I have a take, I believe in my thought process and everything. I still think Tua sucks, even though they won yesterday. I still think he sucks, and I'll get to that later. But in terms of this game, 
I mean, the Falcons' defense played better. I'm not going to lie. I really thought they were going to give up that victory. They, The offense, I mean, Matt Ryan, 25 for 35, 284, three TDs. And Omir Zakasis, 103. I mean, I thought Russell Gage was going to ball out. But Falcons... Falcons are just in a rebuild right now. I mean, I really think they need to blow it up moving forward and just completely start over. Anything they can get, I think they need to get for their assets, Matt Ryan and Julio Jones. In terms of the Broncos, I said it. I I was high on the Broncos too, but they missed all that time with the Pat Shermer offense, and until Locke fully understands that offense, that team is going to struggle, and that's the situation they are in right now. Next game, Seattle 34, Bills 44. In my world, both these teams are insanely overrated. Their defense is awful. Both sides. Both sides, their defense is awful. I mean, there was 78 points scored in this game. And the thing that always blows me away is you got to play to the strength of your team and the, and the weakness of the other team. Bills can't stop the run, and... Dallas had seven rushes. It just blows me away, even though you're down in the game, which I get, and you get off game script, how you don't just pound the rock when you play against the Buffalo Bills. DK was DK. I mean, seven, one away, and a touchdown, and he was going against White. This kid is fucking insane. He is the closest thing to Bo Jackson that we have seen in the NFL. Defensively, Seattle is a train wreck. Adams, I mean, yelling at Pete Carroll. He's just, it's, their defense is what's going to hold them back from winning it. In terms of the Bills, Josh Allen, 31 to 38. If Josh Allen can go 31 to 38 against the defense, that's all you need to know about that. Three TDs, Stefan Diggs, nine for 118. Zach Moss, 9 for 18. Buffalo still really is having a trouble rushing the ball. They lean on Allen way too much to run. And defensively, like I said, they're just a train wreck against the run. This isn't the Buffalo Bills of defenses in years past. Next game, Colts 10, Ravens 24. Let's face it, Colts basically shot themselves in the foot. Way too many turnovers. Ravens didn't look that impressive. And here's the thing, folks. Until Lamar Jackson shows that he can lead a team to a victory, how much are you really going to trust him? I mean, he was 19-23, 170 yards, 13 rushes, 58 yards. Don't get me wrong. I want this kid to be successful. I want, I like everything about this kid. But until he shows me he can read a whole field and make a throw, I really have my doubts. Because right now, all you have to do is stack eight in the box against him, and the offense is going to struggle. And also, receiving-wise, this receiving court is some of the worst in the NFL and can't be trusted to get a win, to, to lean on for a win. That's my issue with them. In terms of the Colts, I mean, let's face it, you got to get rid of Phillip Rivers. Phillip Rivers is the guy that's holding this team back. 25 of 43, 227, 1 INT. Pittman, 4 for 56. Pascal, 5 for 55. Jordan Wilkes, again, leads the backfield in touches. Jonathan Taylor, only six rushes for 27 yards. That's why I rate Taylor so low. Obviously, something is wrong with Taylor. I don't know if it's his injury or he's just having a trouble reading the hole. In NFL versus college, there's this thing, NFL open versus college open. Maybe he just doesn't process, oh, this hole's open, but it's a college open hole, not an NFL open hole. Something's going on with Taylor. I don't know if it's the high ankle sprain or what, but he is definitely 
not the player I thought he was going to be going into this league. One of the more entertaining games of the day, Texans defeated the Jaguars 27-25. Watson, who is in all of our cash lineups, oh my God, 19-32, 281, two TDs, 50 yards rushing. This kid is just amazing. But my fear is he's going to be like Matt Stafford. That's my fear. He's going to be a, surrounded a, around inept coaching and subpar talent. So we're never really going to be able to appreciate Deshaun Watson and everything he can bring to the table. That's my big fear. Will Fuller, five, five for 100, a TD. They did lose... David Johnson, so that makes Duke Johnson a, a good pickup. It's going to be interesting to see what they do with the backfield moving forward. The kid, Jake Lutt, 304, 1 TD. Robinson, 25 for 99. DJ Sark, 7 for 146 and a TD. Here's the thing. Jaguars are so young, but they compete hard. Now, I don't mind, like, a team like this. Look at the Jaguars and look at the Jets. Jaguars and young and compete hard. Jets are a little bit older and compete like shit. Which organization is headed in the right direction? Obviously the Jaguars. And that has to do with how they perceive Doug Doug Monroe and how much they will try and give an effort for him. He is doing a great job of motivating these kids and trying to get them to win. It's a shame that probably after this year he's going to be gone, but he would be a good NFL coach moving forward. Next game, we did catch the Panthers plus 10 against the Chiefs. Here's my issue with the Chiefs. The Chiefs, defensively, especially with the DBs, are susceptible to the big play. Now, Curtis Samuel, 9 for 105. Robbie Anderson, 9 for 63. They're just going to be giving up plays to them because they lost their best corner, Fuller, in the offseason. And when they don't have Chris Jones to get to the quarterback and speed up the quarterback's progression, that's going to be a big red flag for defensively this Chiefs team moving forward. In terms of the Panthers, I will give Teddy Bridgewater credit. He looks a lot better than I thought he would. Robbie Anderson is playing well, and they're finally starting to get Curtis Samuel around, moving moving better in the offense. DJ Moore, I mean, 2 of 18, he is, of course, going to be the odd man out. I tried to warn all you guys not to draft DJ Moore, but hey, what do I know? Moving on, we're going to now jump to the Bears, 17, Titans, 24. A couple things about this game. The Bears struggled offensively. I mean, they did have 375 yards, but when you're playing against the Titans, who, in my eyes, have some of the slowest DBs in the league, why aren't you airing it out more? Why isn't Nick Foles taking chances? Why aren't you running stretch routes? Why? Matt Nagy is supposed to be this quote-unquote offensive genius. I have not watched one game where I sat back to myself and said, God damn, Nagy is really fucking smart offensively. So as much as I rip Patricia and the Lions, Nagy's in that same boat. Nagy is, without a shadow of a doubt, one of the most overrated coaches in the game and gets a pass because he comes from the quote-unquote Andy Reid system. Also... Why didn't you go for two? The book said, I, I'm sitting on the Bears plus six and a half. They score that touchdown to cut it to eight. Everyone, when you cut it down to 14, you always fucking go for two points, not dipshit Nagy. He kicks the field goal. We lose the cover by a hook, is what it is. Titans, I mean, they did put up 24. 
I really th feel it's hard for this team to put up much more than that if Derrick Henry is held in check, which he was, 68. 68 yards and 21 attempts. A.J. Brown, 4 for 101. Jonu Smith, 2 for 32 and a touchdown. I just really just don't trust this Titans team, to be honest with you. I think there's a lot of holes on them defensively. They did have a defensive touchdown, so their offense really only put up 17 points. So everyone talks about how explosive this offense is. This offense is a lot of holes Offensive line isn't as good as it was. And are you really going to trust Ryan Tannehill to make a fucking play? No. If you can keep Derrick Henry in check, this offense, like I said, is going to struggle. Next game, Giants 23, the Washington football team 20. First of all, Kyle Allen, one of the nastier injuries you're going to see, hopefully is okay moving forward. I mean, this game, it was nice to see Evan Ingram finally have a game 48 yards, five receptions at TD, targeted 10 times. This game was just an ugly-ass game. I mean, both teams put up some points and some yards, but that was because their defenses are so flipping bad. Offensively, they're just not where they should be. Both te The thing with the Giants, what are the Giants going to do? Is Daniel Dimes really the guy? I really don't think he's the guy. I think they're going to have a top pick, and if they have a top pick, they should take Fields. Or Lawrence, if they have the one pick, which I don't foresee them having the one the one pick. So I really think they should go after Justin Fields, because I think long-term he's a way better prospect than Daniel Dimes. In terms of Washington, Washington just needs a quarterback. I mean, Gibson, Gary Carey, they have some great weapons defensively. They have Chase Young, which is a great building point for the defense that's going to build everything up. They're headed in the right direction. They just need that single caller that's going to take them over the top. So they're definitely going to be addressing that in the offseason, have it be through the draft or free agent. I would prefer them do it through the draft, get the young quarterback, have them develop, and just keep building it through there. Because with how the NFL is, you need that rookie quarterback salary to put the assets around them. So get the kid from North Dakota State. If Fields falls to you, get Fields. And then just start building that way. Chargers are going to charge <laughs> 30, Raiders 31, Chargers 26. It always amazes me. This Chargers team is one of the best, worst teams in the league. They have so much fucking talent on this team, but yet they always find a way to lose a game. It blows my mind how they always find a way to lose a game. Case in point, yesterday, I tweeted out, jump ball, Mr. Williams, please. Herbert threw a jump ball. Mike Williams caught it while going to the ground. It was knocked out of his hands. They still had one second left. They run exact, a, the exact same play to their third string tight end who bobbled the ball going out of bounds. Now, here's my thing. The first play to Mike Williams, Mike Williams is one of the most underrated wide receivers in the league in my eyes. He is. I love Mike Williams to that. I think he could be a star on the right team. He was wide receiver one. But on the last play of the game, one second left, I understand you have a huge height advantage, but I would much rather put the ball in Keenan Allen's hands or Hunter Henry's hands. I want to go to the proven asset. I don't want to go to some third-string tight end to try to win a jump ball. And the same thing with the Raiders. Raiders should have put this game away. They were well in control. They got sloppy, and they let the Chargers back into the game. This game should not have been as close as it as it was. And 
the Raiders are basically the Chargers, except some of the close games they win. Do I think the Raiders can make the playoffs? Yes, but that that's it. That's the ceiling for this team. Dolphins 34, Cardinals 31. Cliff Kingsbury is a fucking moron. He is a fucking moron. Two fourth down plays. You have Kyle Murray burning the Arizona, excuse me, Miami on the edge. One play you run a Chase Edmonds halfback dive from, from the shotgun. I would much rather of you guys spread them out. Go five wide, bunch of crossing patterns, let Murray make a play. Give him an RPO, have him run it, or have him pass it. One of the two. Then on the fourth down, and then other the fourth down play, you run this little out that was well short. And then the other fourth down play, you kick a field goal, and your kicker lip-dicked it and didn't even get it there. I want Kyle Murray making a play. You have the explosive playmaker in the NFL, and that is what you do. That is awful play calling. Just god-awful play calling. In terms of Tua, everyone has been tweeting me, oh, what do you think about Tua now? What do you think about Tua now? I still think he sucks, guys. He finally, in the second half, threw it to the right side of the field. That was his first time ever as a pro throwing it to the opposite side of the field, which is fucking embarrassing. They got a defensive touchdown. There's numerous holding calls again that were missed. And the Cardinals were playing without three of their four deep. They, had, they were taking people off the stands to play in the fucking defensive backfield. And you guys are getting your dicks hard for fucking Tua? It just blows my mind how Tua is by far the most overrated player in the NFL and no one else can fucking see it. Next week, the Dolphins... Who do the Dolphins play next week? The Dolphins play the Chargers at home. It, oh, my God. If I can get the Chargers at plus points, please. Please let me get the Chargers at plus points against this overrated Miami team. Next game, Steelers 24-19. Typical Mike Tomlin game, as I said on the Gino Piccolo podcast. A game they should blow out of the waters. But yet they don't because this is what they do. They played down in the competition. Cowboys did have a chance. Fitzpatrick knocked down that pass at the goal line. In terms of the Cowboys, you got to just roll out with Gilbert. He just he, he he's a better option, I believe, than Dalton. He's and the team was rallying around behind them a lot more. He looked to target C C D Lamb a lot more. Steelers Connor twenty two yards rushing, disappointing. Big Ben twenty. 9 for 42, 306, 3 TDs. Juju Smith-Schuster, as I wrote in the DFS breakdown, now the Cowboys are really bad against the slot. 9 for 6 for 93, 1 TD. Like I said, we have futures on the Steelers. We have Steelers to win the AFC North at, like, plus 450, plus 490. They're up two games on the Ravens and hold the tiebreaker. We have Steelers Super Bowl fishes. I love this team moving forward. Defense is great. You get a Hall of Fame quarterback. He can just not turn the ball over. You're going to be fine. And you have arguably your two best playmakers, Connor and Juju, and contract years playing for money. That is why I love this team. And this is what they're going to continue to do. They're going to continue to play to the level of their competition until they play one of those top-tier teams. Looking at the Steelers' schedule, they have the Bengals. After the Bengals, they have the Jaguars and then Ravens. That's their next three games. 
obviously they could be 10 and 0 going into that Thursday night clash against the Ravens. And then they have the Bills after then they have the Bills and Colts and Browns. I mean, one of those games are going to lose. There's no way this team is going undefeated, but defensively, I really think they're in a great position to make a run and possibly win a title. Sunday night game was an utter beatdown. I told everyone, losing Vera is a huge blow to the Bucks defensively. That's, that's a huge blow in terms of getting to the quarterback, stopping the run. And they just weren't able to make Drew Brees uncomfortable, and Brees ate those motherfuckers up last night. I mean, the game was over in the second quarter, and so much for this all-star offense. If your defense can't stop anything, your offense is going to press, and that's what's going to happen, guys. So, I was low on this Bucks team. I thought they could struggle a lot more than what people thought. They obviously won some games. I didn't think they were going to win. I thought they were going to lose to the Giants. I thought they were going to lose to the Raiders. And I thought they were going to lose to the Chargers and the Broncos. So, they won some games when I thought they, they should have they lost. We are on the under of nine. They have seven games left. They have to go three and four for us to lose that. So, you know, we'll see. I mean, they have the Chiefs left on the schedule. Uh, Falcons twice, Lions, Vikings, Rams, and Panthers. So we're probably going to lose that future bet. But I'm going to continue to fade this Bucks team moving forward because I think they're one of the most overrated teams in the NFL. So that was it. That's my Reaction Monday episode. Reminder that Tuesday, waiver wire. Wednesday, my rankings. Tuesday, Thursday, I think I'm going to, on that day, I'm going to be publishing my NFL power rankings. Friday, I'm going to try to put out a blog. Saturday, podcast. Sunday, War Room, DFS Breakdown. Guys, we have memberships available. If you want to become part of the member, the winning team, shoot me a DM. We can start the process. I'm telling you guys, in terms of transparency and helping people out, I'm one of the top out there in the industry. So if you're interested, shoot me a DM. We can start the process. That's it for today's podcast. Be safe, be well, and I will talk to you guys on Saturday.